what do I define about blowing up? You know what I'm saying? Like feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, and he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, please respond. Are you rooting for you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um, everybody's life. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everyone, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and NetworkAndSpill.com. I'm excited because we've got a hashtag How Did We Meet episode, which if you're a real true long-term listener here of Network and Spill, you know that the How Did We Meet segment is one of my fave segments. It's pretty much where I bring on a guest that's part of my current network. They're in my phone. We talk back and forth. We kiki here and there. If they're in town, we visit each other, blah, 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 right? They get a happy birthday message, all of that. And I'm excited about this particular guest because we've known each other for a little while. We're going to get into how we met, but this guest is based out of New York City, which come on, New York City in the city, New York City in the summer is, it's the perfect, it's the pinnacle. It's, I'm so excited to go to New York this summer and hang out. But anyway, this guest, she is a journalist, content creator, a fashion enthusiast. She's a senior editor for at Hello Beautiful, which is a really dope page you absolutely need to follow. Um, it is at Hello Beautiful. And her name is Marsha B. So Marsha B and I met a little while ago. We're going to talk about how and get into what she does a little bit deeper. But Marsha, thank you so much for agreeing to be on my show. How are you doing today? I am doing fabulous. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. Okay, y'all. So Marsha has a website. Her Instagram handle is at, I hope you have your phones out because you're going to need it, at introvert spelled normal introvert the letter n the city so introvert in the city okay follow her on ig check out her bio peep the link the link tree link and see what she's all about she's got a podcast she's got a storefront she's got articles that she's written check her out i've actually purchased products from her i still have some of them i'm so excited we'll get into her mindful moon deck if you're on her ig profile you know what i'm talking about but anyway marcia before we get into what you do because you do do a lot let's talk about how we met do you remember like when because i don't i do remember when okay this was um hmm. well maybe not exactly when yes i do remember it was 2020 it was the beginning of the year before maybe a little bit before the pandemic or during the pandemic but we met on clubhouse and i was in one of the rooms i think it was a black girls do room it had to be a black girls do room and I know that Leah had asked me after being in that room and going on stage to then help her with another room. And that's how I met you and everyone else from the Black Girls Do team. Yes, 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 yes. And y'all, if you don't know who Leah is, it's Leah J, Leah Johnson from Black Girls Do. You need to follow her and you need to follow Black Girls Do because that's how we met. I've met so many people from and through Leah and Black Girls Do, it's insane. So yeah, I got big into Clubhouse, what was it? 
December, October, no, it was October of 2020. What a time. Okay. We're talking the very beginning of the pandemic. We didn't know it was the beginning. It definitely was. Things were weird. We were stuck in the house and we were all on clubhouse having a kick-ass time. And so Marsha knows Leah and Leah and I met on clubhouse too. And so we were just in these rooms kicking it and leading. We were basically moderators for a long time together uh, through Black Girls Do on clubhouse. So I love that. Do you remember how you got connected with Black Girls Do? Because I don't actually know that story. I think I was just like room surfing and I ended up in a room. Or actually, no, my friend Linnea, who invited me to Clubhouse, she invited me to the room. She was like, you know, this is dope. I feel like you would do really well in this room. And I did because literally I raised my hand, I got on stage and I don't know what I asked or what I said, but whatever it was, Leah was like, oh, let me let me pay more attention to her. So she, I think she liked my Instagram page. And so she asked me to moderate a room about marketing and, and like having a good Instagram page and how to use your social media to get what you want. So that was, I believe my first room moderating for Black Girls Do. And after that, it was like, all right, do you want to do this every week? And I was like, sure. What else am I doing? It's a pandemic. Yeah, girl. Pandemic had us in a chokehold. But, you know, Clubhouse really came in and saved the day. I know it saved me sanity-wise because without Clubhouse, I don't know what I would have been doing, to be completely honest. I don't know. Maybe I would have read a lot of books. I know I wasn't going to be making any damn sourdough bread, but it is what it is. Clubhouse is great. And actually, almost all of my guests this year of 2022 have been from Clubhouse. Like I've met them on Clubhouse. And what's wild is I've known some of them for a really long time. Like we've known each other now for two years and it's just insane. So y'all, that's how we met through Clubhouse, literally moderating a room. And if you don't know what that is, I just want to give you a visualization. So it's like you're in the app, you're on a stage, right? It's kind of like being in a Zoom or a Skype to a degree, but there's no video. And so you see the person's like avatar and you see them and you know, we're just talking and kikiing. We're doing different topics, having different conversations. And Marsha, I got to give you, I got to give you some flowers just real quick, because I don't know if my guests can, can hear this in your voice or if they can sense this from you, but your vibe is always, at least from whenever we've interacted has always been so chill and so grounding. And I think it's important to have people who have the personality that you have and in their social circle, like a person they can go to who is going to be reasonable and funny and caring. And I just feel like you have such great personality traits and features about you that I'm really glad that we connected on Clubhouse and then it turned into Instagram and like we talk semi-regularly on the gram. Um, so I just I just want to give you those just real quick, just real quick before we get into this. Thank you so much. You know, that is that is a very big compliment to me and it's an important one because my entire life is centered around peace and like having that vibe. If you ever come to my house, it is like a sanctuary. It is zen. It is candles, music playing, nothing but plants, flowers on the table. Like it's a vibe and that literally is me. So I I hear people say this about me a lot. Like we never see you turn up. And I can honestly say I don't go above like a seven energy wise. I am just a constant. If you want to smoke weed and just chill, that's me. 
And I love that. <laughs> I do. Because I feel like sometimes, and I feel like the person that I end up with is going to have a very similar vibe to you. Because I feel like with me, I'm just, some of us, we just get, we're just a little bit more frazzled maybe. And maybe there's a, there's a better synonym for it, but I just feel like I'm always <laughs> on 10 to a degree. Um, not always, but especially if I've had some espresso, especially if I'm really excited about something and it's good to have balance. It's good. To, I feel for me, it's good to have people that are rooted in something in my social circle. So that way, if I feel like I'm drifting off a little too far in one direction, they're like, okay, girl, I need you to reel it in. You need to reel it in, come back down just a little bit and recoup, regather. Um, so I, I love it. It's all about balance. It's all about peace. I know you're a plant mom like myself, and that also makes me very happy. So y'all got to check out Marsha's page on Instagram and you'll see a little bit about her and her again, the city, cause you really are in the city. So is that, tell us a little bit about your handle introvert in the city and your website. So introvert in the city, uh, was birthed probably about four years ago. I was working as an editor for another publication and I just did not get along really with I can't say I didn't get along, but my vibe did not mesh with the vibe, the vibes of a lot of the people in the fashion industry at that point. And so I felt out of place and I wanted to create a brand that was for awkward black girls like myself, you know, a place where you're an introvert, you're quirky, you don't necessarily say the right things at all the right times, you know but a, a safe space. So that's where the brand started. That's where it came from. I am a self-proclaimed introvert. I I do love people, but I don't like being around them all the time. Introvert in the city was a sort of a play on uh, sex in the city. Uh, Cause you know, I, I won't talk about my sex life. There's not a lot going on there, but there's a lot of introverting going on. So that's where Introvert in the City came from. And it sort of morphed into like a spiritual brand. Now it's more of a empowerment brand. How can we become our best selves? How can we use the energies that are around us to center us, to achieve our goals. How are we talking to ourselves? You know, what what kind of words are you using? Are you saying I can't do this or are you affirming the things that you want to do and the who you want to become? So that's sort of the pivot that I took. It's still obviously a, a safe space for all women, specifically black women, of course, but now it has another element to it that says how can we become better? How can we achieve those dreams? How can we be kinder to ourselves? How can we prioritize self-care? How can we say no and feel good about saying no? How can we develop stronger boundaries? Like, how can we become our best selves, pretty much? Yeah. And that's exactly what a lot of us are trying to do right now and always, you know, trying to be better versions of ourselves. And I do like how you have, and I didn't know this, or at least maybe I just didn't realize it, but your podcast introvert in the city goes live once a month on the new moon. So you're really intentional about, like you said, those outside sources and what's going on around us and tapping into that. Right. Absolutely. I think that there's so many tools around us that can help us become who we want to become. And once you have the knowledge, like the moon is so powerful. 
um, when the moon is full or when it's leading up to its fullest stage, there's a lot of energy around that. And when the moon is new, there's a lot of energy around that. The moon is made up of water and we are made up of water. So it's not strange that, you know, you become more emotional during a full moon. You can manifest more during a new moon and you release with the full moon. So I, I focus on the new moon because that's for manifesting. That's for setting intentions of what you want and then whatever you want to release, you want to do that with the full moon. But I also, you know, b- besides the moon energy, I focus on affirmations. I focus on astrology a lot because astrology is sort of like a, a your own personal blueprint to your life where you get to decide how you're going to build that house, you know? And what else? You know, ancestors, any type of spiritual, anything. I'm, I'm into it all. Me too. Me too. I mean, and I'm getting more into it as I hang around people. It's so funny. I was talking about this recently. I don't even know what the context of the conversation was at all. I think it was just, we were talking about something or somebody was like, what's your sign? And all of a sudden I'm like, girl, listen, I only know stuff about like four zodiac signs. And it's only because the people I hang around are so into it. And so you start to, and we can talk about this in a second, but you start to pick up on things that the folks that you hang out with are interested in. It just happens naturally. And the more I hang out with people who are into astrology, who are, who pay attention to the moon, who pay attention to, you know, their monthly cycles, who pay attention to the seasons and stuff like that. It's, it makes you do it too. And it's also interesting when you pay attention to it and it starts to actually make sense. Um, years ago, I had a good friend, Carrie, on the show, and she's into astrology, and her whole business is wrapped around that. And it's it was so interesting having her on the show. And she actually read my chart at some point. She did something um, live, and everybody was shook. All the people who knew me, we were all in the comments, and I'm like turning red because everything she was saying was on point. And I think it was probably that episode that really shifted things for me, especially because I had people around me witnessing it too. And they were like, yet they were affirming everything that she was saying. So a lot of times when you do readings, when you have your chart read or, you know, any sort of thing like that, it's typically just you and that person and doing it in that setting where, you know, some of my friends were on live and whatnot. It was a little bit more, it was way different. It was a little bit more interesting because they were like, yes, girl, that's 100% Whitney. That's accurate. That's accurate. Yup, yup, yup. And now I'm really into it. So I think, I think there's a lot to be said about astrology, our zodiac signs, and even the Reiki that I, I know you have on your profile and aromatherapy, just these little things that you've, you know what I mean? I feel like most people who get into this tend to get into a lot of things around this circle. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. So you realize that like self-healing, it, it encompasses so much. So you mentioned Reiki. I am a certified Reiki practitioner and that's energy healing. And that's so important. Like not just energy healing, like uh, what's going on within your body. You you have, you know, seven, well, seven chakras that the world knows, but there's so many more chakras But we focus on the seven chakras and each represents something. And when a chakra is off, it can show how you how you love, how you speak. Like if you don't speak up for yourself or you're not confident, like that can be your your throat chakra. That can be your solar plexus, your root chakra. If you have like your 
always anxious. You know, you, you, you operate out of fear. That's your root chakra. So all of these things show themselves. And so as an energy healer, I can scan your body, figure out which chakras are off. And then we talk about it and we talk about what's going on in that area. If someone is, you know, if I see someone's throat chakra is off and then I bring it up to them later, they might say, oh yeah, well, yeah, I have a hard time asserting myself. I have a hard time speaking up for myself. And so that's when we start to work around like, well, why is that? And so here are ways that you can start affirming what you need to affirm. And here are ways that you can start using your throat chakra and speaking up for yourself. So energy healing is like huge, but then you have all of these other you know, things that can help you with uh, just self-care and self-development. So I really, when I say I'm into everything, I literally am a blender of, you know, moon work, astrology, tarot, aliens, spirits, witch stuff, rituals, like all of it. (laughs) I love it. I think it's, I think it's so interesting. I do. And you know, there is something in a lot of it for a lot of people. You know, I don't think that, I mean, I know for a fact, I I wasn't raised with people who maybe knew anything about Reiki or astrology or any of that. Um, Just the generations before us, a lot of, a lot of folks, especially depending on where you grew up and your background, like that was just not stuff that we heard about. I mean, it was all kind of thought, oh, okay, that's just kind of not even woo-woo. It was just weird and unknown, especially the astrology stuff, right? Zodiacs, they would put Zodiac sign stuff like in magazines, but that's as much as I remember seeing as a kid. And even then, like most people didn't really pay much attention to it. And then it just, I think this is my experience, right? The cosmopolitan, those 16, 17, whatever those magazines were, they started focusing more on like astrology stuff. And then it would just, it just never left. And now when you look at people who are in the spiritual worlds and who are into the woo-woo stuff, you know, Reiki and astrology and um, horoscopes and tarot, all these things have become way more, I would say, popularly dense. Is that a word? Popular is that a phrase? But like they've just become more popular and people, especially in their own niches. And so people are getting more into it. So uh, y'all check out her page. Okay. Make sure you follow Marsha because she does post and she does talk about a lot of these things. And I've had guests who've, who've done the same in the past and they've, they've all, everyone's going to find something that they like about it. And we can talk about your fashion interests as well. But even with fashion, I've never considered myself like a fashion person and that was never my jam. However, I am around people who love fashion. My friend, Nick, he listens to the show all the time. Shout out to Nick. He is a fashion person. My mom is also, and has been always just for whatever reason, she loves fashion too. And so watching them, I've gotten a little bit more interested, you know, TV shows that you watch and watching certain movies and the fashion week, New York fashion week, these things you start to pick up on. Right. And then you're like, Oh, well maybe I do. I'm not still, I'm still not a fashion person. I very much hate shopping. I do not want to go with you to pick out whatever uh, one thing, one thing, and you get maybe 90 minutes and then I'm tapping out or we need to drink alcohol. I'm not, I'm not that girl. However, there is a lot to be interested about it. So let's shift gears and let's talk about the fashion real quick, because to me, I think, there's probably some listening who's like me, who's like, girl, I don't know much about fashion either, but I love to hear you talk about it. So how are you a fashion enthusiast, as you say? Well, 
Look at how I'm going to marry astrology into fashion. My rising sign, which is the sign that I present to the world, is in Libra. Okay, and Libra is all about fashion. Libras are fashion forward. They like the finer things. They like beauty, you know. So while other, I won't say other signs, you know, there can be fashionable signs everywhere, but this is rooted in Libras, right? They, a Libra rising would be more likely to buy flowers every week and put them on, you know, their tables. That's what I do. A Libra rising is heavily into their appearance in a way that's just like, no, I, I really, really want to look good. And I never recognized that those two were connected until I got into astrology. I just thought I was a person who loved fashion. So it's always interesting to see like, okay, well, this is sort of why this is where it comes from. I've always enjoyed getting cute. I, it is my favorite thing to do. I, um, even on my bummy days, I'm a cute little bum. Um, and it just makes me happy. I love putting clothes together. I love coming up with fun looks. I love, I just love everything about fashion. And so uh, a part of my, my birth chart will show that fashion is definitely a passion, but so is writing. So I was able to marry the two and be a fashion and beauty editor. I literally feel like I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. I love that I get to dress up. I love that I get to get cute. I love that I get to write about it. Yeah. <laughs> you did. You definitely tied the two in together perfectly. I love when that happens. We love a good transition. And that was, that was perfect. And what's crazy. So while Marsha was talking, because I have severe ADHD, I pulled up my chart too, because I'm like, wait, wait, what is my rising? Well, I don't know what my rising is. I mean, I, I have my chart. And last time we spoke, Marsha was like, you need to get the CoStar app in. It was the CoStar app, wasn't it? You told me, what was the app? The pattern. The pat- It was pattern. Well, I forgot. I've, I've, got, I've got two of them. So it says my rising is Gemini. And I love what you just said about how yours fits into what you do, because here it is, the very like last sentence or so is, it says, my ascendant is in Gen- is in Gemini, meaning I come across as quick-witted, chatty, hello, that's me, eclectic and fun, though somewhat inconsistent. In conversation, you seem probing and curious, which, hello, makes sense. I am probing and curious. I always have been. It irritated the hell out of my mother as a child, and that's it. this is made to a T. So, hello, go check out your chart and see what it says, because if you're feeling lost, if you're feeling like you're not aligned to what you're doing, this could be a way to see maybe, or at least to give you some hints, right? Marsha, do you agree? It could give you some pointers in the right direction. Absolutely. It told your birth, like I said, your birth chart is literally your blueprint. It is your life from beginning to end. It, it maps out everything from how you were brought up, your parents, when you're going to have children, what kind of children you're going to have, what kind of career you're going to have. It like, I use astrology a lot to just dictate or, or help prepare for different cycles in my life. Right. So astrology has told me how I am in relationships. And so that helps me because I can be like, okay, you have the tendency to see people through rose colored glasses. 
you need to stop that, right? And so now I've learned through my birth chart how to stop or at least recognize when I'm not seeing things or people for what they are. You know, sometimes I romanticize and say, oh, this person's so dreamy and I ignore all the red flags. Um, so I've, I've learned uh, through my birth chart how to stop doing those things. My birth chart has me as a journalist. It has me as being very strong on social media. It, it tells me all the things, it tells me about my like money. And this is all because when you were born, the specific date, time and location is accounted for in the solar system, right? So you were born on this date, at this time, in this place, and at that time, the moon was here, the sun was here, Pluto was here, Venus was here, Mars was here, and all of that makes up who you are. And in each of those placements has houses. So now you are, let's say, a Venus Virgo, in a different house. And all of these have different uh, characteristics that will sort of make up who you are. It's very complex, but I encourage everyone to read their birth chart because it will, it's like, who told you all of this stuff about me? How did you, like, what? How do you know this? It's literally like, the blueprint to your life. And it could be so shocking when people read it because they're like, how the hell did you know this? And it's all in the stars. I, I Yeah, it, it is. And it's in these apps. Listen, you can get this now with technology at your fingertips to read it. And what's cool is as things are happening around us, right? Like Mercury being in retrograde. Um, I often say Mercury is in Gatorade. But if, if when these things are happening live, it'll tell you how that's going to affect you, how to prepare for it, and just things like that. So I think this is interesting. It is complex, right? There are books out there. We can maybe put some in the show notes if y'all are interested or you want to just you know ask questions. Feel free. We are going to go live on Instagram. So you can hop on live with us. We'll most likely do it Monday evening after this has gone live, which... When is Monday? I don't even know. Is it the 7th? Is it the 6th? It's the 6th. I was close. My dad's birthday is the 7th. Shout out to my dad. So we have the IG Live coming. So if you want to hop on live, ask questions, you know, get some feedback, except we can talk about whatever, and um, that could be fun. So just FYI, make sure you're following me at Whitney Danielle Co underscore on Instagram and make sure you're following Marsha. That way when we go live, you'll see. Um, so just want to drop that in there. Hey, can we take a pause real quick? I just want to let y'all know this is exclusive and time sensitive. If you're hearing this, there's a really good chance that either I have a spot open or I have a spot opening on my one-on-one program that I offer. So I only do four slots at a time because this is like the most intense, thorough, intimate way to work with me ever. This is my creme de la creme, like four bad bitches only. This is for solopreneurs who have a nine to five, who work in corporate, who have some sort of job that they are doing and that they're doing really well, but who also have a side hustle or a business that they are running on the side and they want to build and streamline their goals towards. A lot of us have strategy. A lot of us have plans here and there, but most of us don't have accountability. A lot of us don't have a support system that's solid and the rest of us aren't organized and have strong boundaries, have routines, like all of that. So I'm going to help you get it 
all together. This is a three-month intensive one-on-one coaching program where you have full access to me via Voxer. We have seven seven one-on-one calls with each other throughout the three months and you get routines you get customized affirmations and audios and all kinds of things to help you succeed so check out the link it's in the show notes it's also on my website whitneydanielle.com if you have questions dm me send me an audio note let me know if you know someone who needs to get their shit together in this manner send me their information i will totally hook you up for the referral that's it that's all i wanted to say let's get back to the episode Okay. So we've talked about that. You mentioned journalism, which we haven't talked about. So let's get into that real quick. So you started writing and then you got hooked up with at Hello Beautiful and you write, but you also interview people, right? I do. I do a lot of things for Hello Beautiful, which I love. I started as a freelancer and I was freelancing for their sister brand, um, Madame Noir. And my current managing editor, she went out on maternity leave. And at that point, they switched me over to Hello Beautiful in her absence just to help out. And I just stayed on the brand and I would contribute a couple of times a week. And during the pandemic, I was like, hey, guys, you know, if you need more help, tap into me. I would love to, you know, help you guys a little bit more. And they were so on board with that. And by November of 2020, they offered me a full-time editor position. At the time, I had been working in nonprofit for about 10 years. Well, 10 plus years, actually, but 10 years at this one specific job. And so I quit that job to uh, be a full-time editor at Hello Beautiful. And then I got promoted this year to senior editor. And I, I think that this job has been so rewarding. I get to speak to a lot of cool people. I've interviewed Kelly Rowland. I've interviewed Mary J. Blige twice. Uh, I've interviewed Niecy Nash and her wife, uh, Kiki Palmer, Carrie Hilson, a bunch of people. And it's been so rewarding because I remember dreaming about this. I remember I actually just shared a Facebook post Um, last week that I wrote seven years ago saying, I cannot wait until, you know, waking up and interviewing celebrities is my everyday job. And like, here I am. So I, I actually, I really love what I'm doing. I'm glad that I'm finally in alignment with my life's purpose. And I don't know, you know, your purpose is only as clear to you as the day is, you know, because your purpose can change tomorrow. But as of today, I'm in full alignment with who I'm supposed to be. I'm very happy with that. And that's super inspiring for a lot of people. You know, whenever you hear, whenever I hear a story about somebody who had that, you know, what is that, that Jim Carrey story people always tell where Jim Carrey, he wrote himself a check for like a million dollars or something. And then he went to do some movie. I don't know if it was the mask or I can't remember, but he ends up getting that money. And he ends up being able to write himself that check. And so seeing someone say that this is what I want to do and then manifesting that is always powerful to me. It's always this reaffirming notion that if you put it out there and you are patient enough, like it will circle back around. You you will, you can manifest what you want, um, especially if you're really clear about it. I 1000% agree. And I also want to say like, I'm just getting started. 
I, I literally just got to the door. My foot is in the door. I am at the very singular level of living out my purpose. I just made it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so much more in store for me. I'm so clear on that. And that brings me like the ultimate joy. It, 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 it encourages me to continue to be patient. It encourages me to just continue to keep going. I have a ambition like no one, like none other. And that is because of my Capricorn moon. If you know anything about Capricorns, they are about that coin. They're about their business. They're about like just career. And I am so career driven. And so I'm like, I know that this is just the start. This is just the beginning for me. And I'm really, really super excited about that. I am too. I am too. And you are just beginning, right? You are. And I I saw the interview that you did with um, Megan Good. And that was like live. I think I was live on the actual, it was so cool. But you, you've done some amazing things. And I know that it feels like it's just the beginning, right? At least it does to me looking in from the outside because we've just started meeting each other and just started getting to know and following each other. So it's been two years. What I've seen in two years has been really dope. But then what's going to happen the next two years, I know will also be exponentially dope as well. So that's the cool part about having people in your social circle who are ambitious and who are out here doing the damn thing, whatever that looks like. And it literally, it could be writing, it could be sewing, it could be designing, it could be building. It doesn't matter what the actual verb is, but being out there and just being active. So I love that. Um, I even feel that same way about the podcast. You know, I was talking with my sister earlier and I'm like, you know, I, I saw a stat randomly. Randomly, I saw a stat that said 25% of podcasts don't have more than one episode. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? First of all, wow, that's shocking. And because I remember there was a stat before that said like most episodes, like most shows don't go past like episode seven or nine or something like that. Like they just don't go, they don't get into the double digits typically, which I get, which I get, but the 25% have one to me is wild. Um, And again, I just saw this. I don't know how true and accurate you don't, we don't know where they're pulling these podcast stats, but I do tend to believe most of them only because podcasting is pretty regulated and the way that it's set up, right? You, you submit to podcasts, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, and they're typically aggregated. Anyway, my point is the show is just at the beginning. It's been evolving. And this network and spill show was the product of me just starting something, right? I, this wasn't the first show that I put out. This was not my first podcast. And this isn't my first podcast. And so I had this develop and then I I started doing it and I've had some incredible guests. And I feel like 2022 was such, it's been such a powerful year for the show. And I'm just really proud. I feel like this, even these last six months have made up for the pandemic in my mind, as far as the energy that I'm bringing, the guests that I'm having, the conversations that, you know, I'm, I'm speaking with people on, like, it's just been so great. And I am very, very grateful for the, for the dope people I've managed to meet. I literally made a list of like 80 people from clubhouse that I could have on as a guest. And this was me filtering, you know, filtering through this longer list of people that I follow on clubhouse. So I love that you're out here doing your thing. Mary J. Blige. I mean, come on, come on. Did you see her at the billboard awards a couple weeks ago? I did. Well, not, not because I was there, but I did see her on screen watched her. I I mean, you know, when I first interviewed Mary, I was nervous and I spoke to my astrologer about it too. 
And he gave me pointers. He said, listen, Mary is a Capricorn. He pulled up her birth chart and he was like, listen, she's a no nonsense woman. She's not going to deal with any fluff. You know, she's real. Get straight to the point. You don't got to sugarcoat anything with her. And everything that he said was exactly what it was. She was so warm and just like a regular, like, I sometimes don't know if she knows that she's Mary J. Blige. That's how down to earth she she was and she is. And so when I got the chance to interview her again, I the first interview took place in October of 2021. And last month I went to Atlanta for her Strength of a Woman Fest. And she walked in the room and she said, I remember you. And I was like, holy shit, you remember me? Wow. And she said, yeah, I remember you. You you interviewed me at that breast cancer event. And I was like, okay. And when I tell you that one moment, like shifted so much for me because, you know, I went through my life having like, you know, a, a small complex of, of just not being memorable. And here mm-hmm. this woman is a whole superstar, Grammy award winning star. And she remembered me from a 20 minute interview over six months ago. And I was, I was floored, but it gave me the, like just the energy that I needed. And it showed me like, you know, you're, you're going in the right direction. I think a big part and to tie in, you know, the, the podcast, your podcast, a big part of this whole game is consistency. I'm saying that I just got in the door But I spent the last like 12 to 15 years walking to get to the door, you know, and I'm now I now feel like I've I've entered. So this has been years of, you know, writing for free and, and interning and staying in shitty motels to to cover, you know, the BT awards, like literally staying in a hole in the wall where I have to sleep on a on a towel because I don't want to sleep on the nasty bed, you know? So it's a long time coming and I feel like I just scratched the surface and it's really rewarding. So I want to say consistency is the one thing that is between you and your goal. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, you know, for me, it's been easier to be consistent with something that I really like. And I will say, I learned that. And I know it sounds kind of silly, but it's true. Out of all the things I've tried, all the things I've I've been out here doing, uh, being consistent with something that really fuels me and that makes me happy and that doesn't feel like work really is what helps me be the most consistent. Because this podcast, I've been at it for a couple of years. I have spent lots of money on it. Not too much, but definitely a good amount and like thousands of dollars. And I've had some of the best conversations, but it feels so effortless. It's not even... It is work, right? It is a lot of work, but it's just, it, it brings me so much joy. And that's what I think I've been able to be consistent with the show since whenever I launched, which was, I think the fall of 2017 or 2018. I can't remember, but it's been several years, right? And what's really cool too is, and I said this, I think a couple of weeks ago, seeing some of the guests that I had on the show when I first kind of started back in 2017, 2018, I had some really dope people on the show who have blown up since then. And it's so cool being like, wow, I had that person on my show before, you know, she was on stage with Gary Vee before she was doing these things before he had written that book. 
and, you know, started this business or whatever it was. And it's just really cool to look back and to see, because I'm in the business of people, just like you're in the business of people too, right? With the, with the journalism and writing, you're, you're essentially marking a point in time with someone. And to look back on that, it's always so cool. We kind of have these documented things that we're doing where we eventually can look back and, you know, one day I could look, look back and listen to some of these episodes that I've had with people. And it's just really cool to see the progress and that when you show up, magical things happen. When you show up consistently, even more magical things happen. So hopefully someone picks that up and uh, holds on to it. Right. Dropping gems. You got to pick them up. (laughs) Okay. So we talked about the journalism. We talked about your fashion enthusiasm, enthusiasticism, right? (laughs) Um, I'm just going to make up words. Uh, We talked about, okay, let's talk about New York just for a second. Because when I did my intro, I was hyped because one of my good friends, Tira, is an artist. She flew from Dallas to New York this morning to go and present. She's an artist. She's got her art in like this exhibition show and she's there and she's loving it. Um, my really good friend, Nick, he just went back home to New York yesterday. I am in love with New York in the summer. So tell me what is it like being a New Yorker in the summer? Just real quick to the people who have no idea. It is euphoria. It's bliss. It's wonderful. It is. I, I love New York, first of all. I live in the best borough there is, Brooklyn, New York. And there's always something to do. There's a a sense of like just togetherness. Like you can go to a function, you can walk down the street, you could like every Saturday every Sunday in Bedsty, they have this massive street fair festival where they play music. And literally everyone comes out and they just dance and they just chill and they shop black owned businesses and they eat black owned business foods. And it's so magical is a vibe you can't find anywhere else. I absolutely love it. I get severely depressed in the winter, you know, not only because sunlight, like I love the sun and But I also enjoy being outside and just, you know, walking the beautiful tree-lined blocks. And I think New York is amazing. I'm one of the people who doesn't see herself leaving anytime soon. You know, all my friends are moving out. They're like, it's too expensive. And this, then, a third. And it is very expensive. But I err on the more optimistic side of things because everything that I've ever needed, I've received and it's been effortless. Like my rent is good. I got a big space. I got a good job. I'm in a good area. So I enjoy being here. There's like literally no reason for me to leave. I wouldn't want to leave either. I mean, I I do struggle in the winter, so I would probably have to vacate for a little bit during the winter because y'all's winters are just a little too aggressive for me. However, I think because of how intense the weather is in the winter, it makes the summer that much more amazing. And I feel that way about a lot of the northern, I guess, East Coast area, because even Virginia, it's like that where I'm at. It's it's the D.C. area is so it, the winter is is winter. It's not as intense as, as like the New York, you know, New England areas. However, when the summer comes around, it is like it is euphoric. <laughs> it is magical. And it just makes you want to just be outside all of the time, even though it's super hot. Right. It's really hot today. It's really, really hot today. But yeah, I love it. There are other cities that I'm obsessed with too. I like, I love Philly. I love DC. 
I was in D.C. not too long ago. Was it? I feel like it was last month. Mm-hmm. I came to Maryland for a weekend and I I love it. If I had to move to another city, emphasis on like had to because there was a, a wife with a ring in a house waiting for me, it would be Philly. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I haven't spent much time there, but I do appreciate the eastern East Coast cities because there's just something special about them, especially the northern, eastern, northeastern cities. Um, we're just special. I love DC. I love New York, and I love the vibes. So, being a New Yorker, being a writer, being someone who's in the fashion industry, I mean, tell us what do you have coming for the rest of this year? I know we've got summer. Summer is approaching. So what are you looking forward to? What am I looking forward to? A lot. My job is very unpredictable. So it's hard to say what's going to happen. I do have a lot of really great things happening in June. Some interesting interviews that I think will do really well. Some some uh, notable people. And um, I have to go to Atlanta for... Uh, this Ashanti performance thing, which should be pretty cool. I think for me, my with my job, my goal is to continue to grow. With my personal brand, I'm not sure how I'm handling that just yet. Uh, it's hard to say because my job is so unpredictable, but I still want to be able to prioritize my brand and see what the next steps are. I want to continue my podcast. So that is something that I'm going to prioritize definitely. And my podcast uh, is the introvert in the city podcast. But uh, as you mentioned before, I do one episode a month and I used to do more than one. I used to interview people sort of like what you do. Um, But it's just a lot of work. Hats off to you, Whitney, for being consistent with that because I could not do it. But what I do is a monthly new moon episode. So I talk about the new moon, uh, the energy of that moon, because that moon is usually in a specific uh, uh, zodiac sign. And there, there's always different influences around the moon, the type of moon that it is, uh, the other planet transits. So my most recent episode dropped Friday. And this was the new moon in Gemini. So I spoke about that. And then there are a lot of transits in Aries and Aries is a fire sign. So you can imagine the the, the boldness of an Aries in different planets. So you might feel like more, more vocal. You might feel like an Aries is very much like strong and center of attention. They're the first of the zodiac signs. So you know, they they have that superior complex, like they're the leader. So there's a lot of that type of energy. And we spoke about that on the podcast. And then we still have Mercury and retrograde until June 3rd. And most people don't know that there is a um, shadow period. So uh, it, there's a shadow, a two week shadow period before retrograde begins and a two week shadow period after retrograde. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that I go over and just how to use that energy to get what you want. So I want to be consistent with that. I'm also going to be doing some traveling this year. I'm going to Zanzibar in July, which I'm excited about. I love to travel. Um, so I know that I will be documenting, you know, just my experience um, in the motherland. This will be my third time going back to Africa, so I'm excited about that. Um, I honestly, I cannot 
I can't give a, a, a clear answer because at this point, I'm just letting the universe take the wheel. I think I spent a lot of time planning. And I do think that planning is important. It's good to have a general idea of what you want to do for the year. But I think also at some point after you plant the seeds, you sort of got to let the universe take the wheel. And I'm in the in the boat right now where the universe is taking the wheel and I'm just, I'm, I'm the passenger. And I can dig that. And I think sometimes it's easier than trying to fight to be the driver, if that makes any sense. It does. I, I have an issue with control. Mm-hmm. I'm a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. I like to control. Uh, I like to be in charge. I like to, you know, take control of everything because, you know, it's, it's a lot of it is rooted in fear. And I had to, over the last four to five months, the, this whole year so far, I had to relinquish control and just like chill out. And the moment I chilled out, just everything just seemed to get so much better. So that that's where I am right now. So I wanted to ask you, what do you have coming up for this year? I know you have so much going on. I don't know if uh, Black girls do, if they're still on Clubhouse. I actually had to delete the app because it was taking up too much space in my phone. And I know you have all of these amazing interviews lined up, but like, what other projects are you working on? And do you have any travel plans for this year? I got to say, I love it when people ask me questions on the show. It makes me so happy. <laughs> it's just really random to think like, oh, I get to answer something. Hold on. Let me let me turn that part of my brain on. So travel plans, honestly, I'm thinking about moving. So my lease is up in September. I'm in Northern Virginia right now. I never really had intentioned on coming here, but I was here and I've been here for a little bit and now I'm looking to fly. So Houston is at the top of my list. Obviously SoCal is one of my happy places, but I just feel like I can live my best wildest ranch fantasy in Houston. So we're going to scout it out as a potential place for this said ranch with my Jay Leno garage pending. So yeah, I may be going to Houston, checking that out, maybe relocating there. We don't know. We'll see. As far as like fun, like travel-y, travel-y plans, I don't know. I would love to go to Miami just because, you know, Miami is just a really fun place to be. And uh, yeah, I don't think any, any overseas plans just yet. I've been very hesitant to travel with COVID and with you know, especially internationally, just because I feel like I'll plan something and then things won't, it'll, something will happen. And I've just had that fear and that anxiety for a while, just because it's happened before. So I'm like, um, we're going to just make a list and we're going to focus on manifesting the best of these trips. So like Spain is at the top of my list. I really, really want to go to Barcelona. I cannot wait to go to Spain and to visit and to do things there. So as soon as I've got my stuff together and I'm settled, that's probably where I'll go. Uh, first. But that's for the travel bit. As far as the, what do I have going on is plans and projects. You know, the podcast is there and it's here and it's everywhere. And that's really the goal is to get it more everywhere. Um, So that's just boosting marketing, boosting efforts to get people to listen. And that's why it's important to have really great guests on. It's That's why it's important for people to leave a review and to subscribe and to tell a friend because word of mouth is incredibly powerful and it makes a difference. So getting the show out there and increasing listenership is, is a big part of my plan for the last part of this year. And, you know, boosting and maxing out my coaching program. 
um, getting on some stages. Those are some of my goals for the rest of this year. And yeah, I do. I have some great interviews planned. So I'm excited to get some more incredible folks that I've met over the last you know couple years and then few years on the show to speak about their expertise. So I know this episode that you and I are doing right now is really to get to know you, but at some point, and maybe the listeners can send us some ideas for what you know you can come and speak on if they're interested in hearing more about Reiki or more about you know astrology-based things and incorporating that into our lives, or maybe even you know freelancing and putting yourself out there, and or even just the concept of being patient while you get your foot in the door. Uh, that to me is really important. So whatever you all think, if you have ideas or feelings about what Marsha should come back and speak on as part of our spill segment, definitely reach out, DM one of us, both of us, send me an email, Whitney at WhitneyDanielle.com and just tap in because Marsha will definitely be back on the show if she's got the availability sometime soon. And we'll do a recap. We'll do a recap, see what she's been doing, what she's been up to. Time flies. So I'm excited to have you back and to see how your Zanzibar trip went and just what you're up to and how the podcast is going. And I know for me, I'm going to be tapping into this. I can do once a month for sure, right? Because it is a lot of work to produce the show and get the show out there. But listening, there's only a few shows I, I end up having the time to listen to on top of my audiobooks that I tap into. So I am going to listen more especially when they go live, because it's important to listen to Marsha's show live because, or like when the episodes drop, when it's fresh, because you'll get that whatever is you're supposed to take, you know what I mean? It'll be relevant and applicable to that time period. So make sure with Marsha's show, if you subscribe or when you subscribe, you hit those notifications. So as soon as an episode drops, you can tap in and get what you need. And then maybe, you know, you can get into this, this vibe of moon and stars and, all of the good things about astrology. So I'm excited. I'm excited for both of us. Yes, yes, yes. I do want to say, I feel like what you said about my vibe and how just chill it is. I think that that is 100% because of all the, the, the things that I choose to study. I have learned how to remain ridiculously calm and I know how to calm people down and just talk them down and and sort of be that that ease um, and that that voice of reason during hard times. And I attribute that to my Libra rising, but also because I spend a lot of time like working on myself and working on who I want to be. And I think that that translates into just a super calm person. So if that is something that you want to channel is like just peace, like literal peace, peace that even on my worst days, I can still smile and be grateful because I know that everything will be okay and everything is always going to be okay, then definitely tap in. Perfect. No, that's perfect. Okay. And that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to, I'm trying to have a balance, right? That balance of that energy of, you know, go, go and, and, you know, riding the wave, if that makes sense. But I think sometimes, and, you know, surfer reference, just because of the SoCal vibe, you know, I watched a lot of people surfing, just going to the beach all the time. A lot of times it's just that waiting, you're just waiting, waiting and waiting for the wave to come. 
And you want that balance, right? No one's going to be out there if you're just sitting there and there's no waves. But at the same time, if there's waves all the time, <laughs> that's exhausting. It's a very physical thing to be out there on the waves. So you you want that balance between riding the waves and then also waiting. And I, I think that's important to because we can control that to a degree. To a degree, I believe we can control that part of our lives. And so manifesting, surrounding yourself, whatever you need to do to create that for you, whatever that looks like for you is important. Um, and then sometimes, you know, I'm sure the moon and all this stuff, it, it happens to where it's going to force you to maybe wade for a little bit longer than maybe you would like to. But that's why you tune into the podcast, right? Introvert in the city, you can tune into the podcast so you can figure out, okay, is this a waiting period here? Like what's going on? What's going on? Do I need to create more waves? I think that's a great metaphor. I just made it up. Um, but it's a great metaphor for life and for how to balance that energy of, you know, go, go, go. And also like, let's just chill. Let's just tone it down a little bit um, because it is a bit of a dial. You know, I feel at least for me being able to control that. And also when it's happening naturally to be able to go with the flow, right? Pun intended with the flow aspect of that. <laughs> <laughs> you are 100% on point, on target. I love that. Sometimes a good metaphor just hits you. You know, you got to just go with it. But okay, so we've pretty much talked about all we wanted to talk about. I want to make sure everyone's following you. So y'all check the show notes. If you're like, Whitney, how do I check the show notes? If you go to networkandspell.com and you find the episode, all the information is there basically in blog format. So you can read everything. You can click on Marsha's links. You can check out her store. You can check out the podcast, read about her articles. You can get into it right there. Um, you can also pull out your phone, pull out IG. Follow Marsha at introvert, the letter N, the city on, on Instagram, right? And you can also tap in on Twitter and our Instagram live that we're going to do. So if you miss that replay, if you're listening to this a little bit afterwards, check the replay. You'll be able to see us and our shining faces on Instagram live. I will keep the replay for you to revisit. I mean, if you have questions, let us know. If you're listening to this and you've enjoyed it, tag us, share it on Instagram, share it on your social media. It definitely does do a lot and we'll obviously repost it. What else? Okay, Marsha, before you leave, is there any words of encouragement you want to give the people? today? More than anything, with everything that's going on in the world, with you living your life and life lifing, be gentle with yourself. That that would be really it. Like, Speak kindly to yourself. Give yourself some grace. You are going through life and you are the only one who is experiencing it through your eyes. No one else understands or knows what it takes to be you what it takes to just wake up every day and go through the day. And I think it's really important that you you champion yourself and give yourself grace. Don't beat up on yourself. That would be the main thing. Your, your mind is listening to you. You know, you sit with you every single day. So the things that you say to you should be good. You, your voice is the only voice that you hear in your head. And the analogy that I like to use is, would you say the things that you say to yourself to your best friend? Or if you heard someone saying the things that you say to yourself about your best friend, how would you feel? Would you would you say, oh, well, this is a great person? Or would you be like, oh, you know, so talk about yourself kindly and treat yourself kindly. 
1000%. And I'm with you that that definitely shifted things for me. So I can attest when I started, I think the first time I heard that it was, you know, would you speak to the younger version of yourself like that? Like little Whitney, little Marsha, would you, would you speak to them like that? Or if somebody spoke to them that way, um, the little version of yourself, like, what would you, what would you do? How would you feel? And that shifted me. And I think now it's maybe a little bit for some folks, it's going to be easier to picture the best friend version than maybe them themselves at, you know, a younger age, but it does shift the way that you speak. At least I, I I'm telling you it did for me. It definitely shifted the way that I said things. And I thought things on top of all the affirmations work and all the inner work and the personal development stuff that I've done. Like it's important to treat yourself well and to speak to yourself really kindly. Um, it's just important. So yeah. And also to surround yourself with people who do it, you know what I mean? Who are also affirming because I think the voice that you were talking about, the voice that you're talking about in your head, sometimes it is other people. It's, it's, it's you, but it's other people too, like words that you've taken from other people and right. you've just regurgitated. And if you're around people who give life and who are giving positivity and giving positive affirmation, then it does shift how you treat yourself too. That's why your social circle matters so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't have anyone around me that would not speak positively about me. Now, am I perfect? Absolutely not. Do I have some shit I need to work on? Absolutely. But the way that my friends speak to me is very, you know, it comes from a place of love and I return that. And and that's why I have a nice circle of people around me um, that I trust. But ultimately, like, your voice, the voice that you hear in your head, it has to come from love. It has to come from love. And you're you're competing with, you know, stories that you've lived through your whole life. Whoever told you growing up that you weren't good enough, whoever, that very first thought, that very first moment where you felt like you weren't the best, you weren't pretty enough, you weren't smart enough, whatever it is, you're competing with that voice that may have followed you throughout your life. But you have the power to turn that off and say, no, actually I'm the shit. Actually I'm a queen. Actually I'm not all of those things. I am worthy. I am just, I am, I am whatever, whatever the I am is for you, whatever it wasn't before, what you can turn it into. I am beautiful. I'm smart. I am intelligent. I am worthy. I am deserving all of it. Mm -hmm. You control that. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that's so good. So good. So much fun. I hope you all got something from this episode. I know you got at least one thing. So share the, share the wealth, share the knowledge, share the episode and come back to the Instagram live. I'm excited about the Instagram live. So we'll talk about some highlights from the show. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about whatever you guys want, but roll up, pull up to the Instagram live and make sure you're following us on the gram. That's all we have for today. So we'll be back. Marsha will be back. So make sure you remember this voice and this Instagram handle and this face and this energy because she'll grace us again with her presence at some point in the future. So something to look forward to. And if you want to stay connected with the show, you know how to do that. We have Instagram page for the show. We have the website networkandspell.com where you can tune into past episodes and just all the tea, all the information is, is there on the website. So Without further ado, thank you, Marsha, so much for being on the show today. I appreciate you and your time. I know you're busy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. 
Yay. All right, y'all. Well, have a good one. Don't forget to rate and review. And if you're on Spotify, you can just leave a rating and we'll talk to you next episode. Take care.